This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, it's Laura and Angela. We are about to start this week's episode, but first we want to thank our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. AdamandEve.com is where we get all of our sexy stuff. And you know what, Angela? It's getting a little hotter out. That means maybe, you you know, you change your wardrobe that you're wearing. You got your summer dresses. Maybe you need your summer lingerie. Right. Make it get hotter in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, you've got your toys. Get get them in pastels. Oh, I like that. Summer colors. Yes. You should have a vibrator for every season. Love <laughs> Love that idea. Pumpkin spice vibrator in the fall. Um, Guys, go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You'll get 50% off just about any item. And when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. That's so many hookups. Guys, go to adamandeve.com. Come and use our code SINGLE at checkout. That's S-I-N-G-L-E at adamandeve.com. Use our code SINGLE at adamandeve.com. Now Now let's let's start the show. This is why you're single. 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 (laughs) (laughs) You guys are making me laugh. We have to do it again. (laughs) Just leave it. (laughs) That was so funny. I've never seen guests have the such a big <laughs> smile on their face while our theme song is it playing. Was just, it was so pleasant. <laughs> like I've listened to the podcast before, so but it was just like an unexpected surprise to have it in my ear. <laughs> we just don't hear it anymore. I uh, think it's like white noise. Uh, guys, welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane and I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is dating in the f word feminism (laughs) also on the lineup we're talking about what's new in dating news how feminists feel about making the first move when it comes to dating and the percentage of feminists who say they are likely to pay on a first date and take charge in the bedroom then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions including one listener who found out she was a side chick and the craziest messages a woman received after she added feminists only to her dating profile But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. They are my co-stars in the sketch comedy show that I co-wrote called Femme Fairy Tales. It plays in New York City right now at the Upright Citizens Brigade Hell's Kitchen. It's all about feminist fairy tales. They are both extremely talented actresses. Ellen Hahn has been on How to Get Away with Murder. She's performed in theaters around New York City. She's also been in commercials, including Discover Card and Crest Toothpaste. Which uh, Angela has seen. Yeah, I've said before I got a Discover card just because of Ellen. (laughs) Uh, Amber Rashawn Williams has performed in too many comedy and theater venues to name in cities everywhere from New York City to Oslo, Norway. Please welcome Ellen Hahn and Amber Rashawn Williams. Uh, Hi. Hi. Thank you for coming on the show, guys. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So excited. I'm so excited to have you on the show. So we worked together on the Femme Fairy Tales uh, comedy show, which is all about feminist Disney stories. And I initially got interested in like writing these sketches because I love princesses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a girly girl. But then the more that I thought about it, I was really horrified when I really started to think about the stories that we tell children and the way women are depicted in them. But I'm curious to know, I don't even know if I've ever asked you guys this, what initially drew each of you to the pod project yeah i like oh man i know that i loved these as a kid but like as i got older 
just I really hated them. Because <laughs> if you spend five minutes thinking about it, none of these stories hold up at all. Um, yeah, so I, I, yeah. Ellen, Ellen co-wrote the show with yeah. me, for those that, that don't know and that have not seen me blow it up on my Instagram. Um, and you guys do the awesome thing during your show as as one of your fans. I would say I'm a femme fairy tale stan. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, uh, and if you like, you kind of do forget like how uh, they don't hold up as a grown up. Yeah, and then they're you, problematic. You show the clips <laughs> in between sketches and you're like, oh, wow, like that's directly from the movie. And that's terrible, Jasmine. <laughs> and it's like a lot of stuff that you internalize, I think, as a kid. They're, they're the obvious ones about like, oh, this is too sexy or this is like just sexist or stupid but like the really little stuff like the mice in cinderella that are um just goes right over your head yeah you don't even well the mice are like let the women do the sewing (laughs) leave the sewing sewing to to the the women women. yeah (laughs) and 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 i feel like a lot of this does influence how how we grow up thinking about dating so one of the sketches in our show is sleeping beauty and amber plays sleeping beauty and the prince is like about to kiss her to break her up from the curse and the little urchin boy comes out and is like, whoa, you can't kiss her. She's sleeping, dude. Like, you can't. She isn't giving cons- consent. I don't know. There are all these issues that we, like, teach children. Like, oh, you, it's totally normal to, like, kiss a sleeping chick. And then you grow up and you're like, not okay. <laughs> not okay. I, I don't know. Amber, what drew you to the to the project? What's your favorite character to play? Well, I think well, what drew me to the project initially was I remember I met you guys at UCB at a class show, mm-hmm. and we did the Sleeping Beauty sketch in that show, and it was my favorite sketch. Aww. So when Laura hit me up, I was like, yes, I'm going to do this again, of course. Yay. And I think my favorite character to play is definitely Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell, you turn her into like, such like a fiery, like like what Tinkerbell always should have been. Exactly, and it's all in her like mannerisms. Like I'm sure she had like a huge attitude. Mm-hmm flying around with Peter Pan all the time, as yeah. would I. Um, so that one was, I really, really love bringing that crazy character to life. Because in the original, Tinkerbell is like basically like one of those jealous chicks. Yeah. And she's yeah. jealous of Wendy. Wendy, And we're like, what if yeah. it's not that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> women support women. Yeah, we're like, we're like, what if it's not that? What if she's not jealous? What if she's trying to stop Wendy from this creeper who's staring at children in windows? And she tries. She tries. She tries. But yeah, that's another problem that I feel like that also kind of has to do with dating of the way like we're ingrained as children is like you watch Peter Pan. You're like, oh, Peter Pan's such a sweet, fun story. And you're like, wait a second. Like, like the Tinkerbell character is about is basically like the jealous friend. And the mermaids literally tried to kill Wendy. Kill yeah, Wendy. Right? Tried to murder her. And Peter is super bossy. And then he's like, be my mom. He's the worst. <laughs> it's weird. Actually realistic, though. <laughs> he wants a girlfriend and a mom yeah. well, in one. He should just join UCB. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's true. Um, So Tinkerbell is your favorite character to play. Who's your favorite, Ellen? Let's see. You know, I think I really, this, the urchin, so the the urchin boy is not a character that exists in the canon of fairy tales, but he's the the character that we made up that points out that the prince shouldn't be kissing Sleeping Beauty because Sleeping Beauty is asleep. Asleep. (laughs) And uh, the way we wrote the urchin boy is, um, he's very ridiculous, but I like I think that's my favorite part to play in the show because it calls out such a trope that happens not only in like Sleeping Beauty, but also in Snow White. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of asleep princesses that have to be rescued by a kiss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Super creepy. Don't don't do that, people. No. Don't 
Don't touch don't. people that are sleeping. <laughs> Laura, who's your favorite character? Oh. I know this isn't about you, but it's always about me. <laughs> um, uh, who is my favorite to play? Uh, it's like the most not cute that I am in the show, <laughs> but I kind of love playing Ursula. I like yeah. you playing Ursula. It's like the, the wig is in, like I look like your crazy aunt. Like the wig's insane. It's actually a pretty sexy Ursula wig, though. I have to say, what? it's like yeah. tasseled. Yeah, like, works you know. for you. All right, we have different opinions on <laughs> like, hairdos we're into. When I'm like old, fresh out of bed, yeah, that's how <laughs> like I want to look. Really? Um, so in this, we have Ursula warning. You know, in the original, mer- you know, Little Mermaid, Ursula is evil sea witch, and she still is kind of evil, but. She has to tell the Little Mermaid that along with the legs, she also gets a vagina. Because think about it. The Little Mermaid never talks about her vagina. She's got a vagina with the legs. So, um, yeah, we we give Ursula gives a sex ed talk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ursula is trying again in uh, the original fairy tale. Ursula is not helping out Ariel. But in our version, women help women. And Ursula gives Ariel a sex talk. (laughs) I really do love that. So we have, we have a lot of fun doing the show together, yeah. Yeah. I would say. Before every show starts, we say, like, I got you back. I got you back. I got you back. Before. In UCB tradition. In UCB yeah. tradition. Yeah. And, yeah. We also it, run around like lunatics a little bit. A little That's bit. True. Well, there's lots of props and costumes yeah, so to wrangle. Many. Yeah. So many. <laughs> um, Amber, you recently, before, in between our, our show runs, you recently starred in a play called The Legend of Georgia McBride, which I is about did. a young Elvis Presley impersonator who finds a path to prosperity by be- becoming a lip-syncing drag queen. Yeah. Angela, this has my your dream. name all over it. So wait, so are you like starting out as a drag king? Well, my character, I actually play the main character's wife. Oh. So during this entire play, he's hiding. Oh, he's the Elvis Presley. He's I thought the, you yes, were being Elvis yes. Presley. Which no, I would no, also which like would see. have been so much fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no, I play his expecting wife. Okay. Who is being lied to for the entire play. Um, and it was also, it was really interesting p- character to play um, because listening to like talkbacks and people's feedback of the show, everyone loved the show. Like they absolutely loved it. It was so much fun because it's a drag show and who doesn't love drag shows? Yeah. Um, but Angela goes to them every weekend. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. drag queens. I want to be one. <laughs> Don't of. we all? Sort of. Don't we all? <laughs> they're just, you know, they're confident. And beautiful. And they can wear heels, exactly. which I can't. Neither can I. I'm learning though. Learned from some drag queens, actually, during the show. It was great. Um, but the the uh, feedback about Joe's character was really int- That's the character's name that I played. Her name was Joe. Um, and it was something that we were trying to tackle early on in the rehearsal process because the character of Joe is very practical and the one who kind of, like, holds the house together. And that seems to be a very stereotypical role in comedies that are dealing with relationships mm. where you have this silly, goofy guy who, like, everyone loves because he's just so silly. And then, like, the annoying, nagging wife who's like, can we not burn the house down? Yeah. So it was a really interesting line to toe in rehearsals. But I had an amazing director and an amazing cast. So they were all – we were all on the same page with that. It's like – so that – what story we were telling to the audience was very clear. That this isn't a nagging wife. This is somebody who loves her family and wants to make sure that everyone's okay and that, you know, telling your husband to do responsible things is not a nag. It's just a it's just something that you should be probably telling your partner, whether it just, it's a man or a woman. It just means right. you got your shit together. Yeah. So but and it was a but it was a great, amazing process. Um and a great, amazing 
theater company called Bloomsburg Theater Ensemble. Very cool. And they taught you how to wear heels. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, she didn't have to. Or, well, I got to see. So. Oh, okay, so you learned by observation. Yes. And then I heard from Laura that your makeup routine was like far less intensive than theirs. Oh, it was amazing. It was the first time that I've ever been a part of the production where I took the least amount of time. I was the only woman in the show. And, you know, I go in, it takes me like a half hour because I'm also like, you know, at home for most of the plays. I didn't really have to put that much on my face. I was wearing pajamas for most of the play. It so <laughs> sounds like, great. So, yeah, it was. Unlike the My 30 changes that pajamas. We, we make you do for our show. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because the guys would have to get there like a half hour earlier because, you know, they have to like bake their faces and let the foundation set. And then, you know, they're slipping on corsets and like padded tights. Oh, God. And I'm literally in pajamas and slippers. <laughs> and I was like, this is karma. <laughs> All of the years. <laughs> Finally pays off. Exactly. It was amazing. Uh, Ellen, you recently wrote a sketch show called Yes, She Can. Yes, I did. Which yeah. I went to. Um, and that takes on the issue of how women are depicted in film. So I'm curious to know, was that from personal experience that you decided to write the show? Yeah. I mean, I wrote it with another I wrote it with another woman. And yeah, I mean, personal experience in that I think we both have auditioned for parts where it's like, oh, wow. This character doesn't have anything to do other than say three lines to her significant other, who's a man in this script. Um, and then also just the personal experience of like being a woman watching movies that are clearly written with like a male audience in mind. And and then I think the third the third element of watching how women and especially female um, actors are treated by the media and the the kind of things that they have to say. Like I remember. I'm, I remember reading a thing that Allison Williams said at the end of Girls filming where she commented on the fact that whenever the media would write about that show, they would use the actresses' names instead of the characters' names. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be like Hannah in this episode of Girls does something stupid. It would be like Lena Dunham does the stupid thing. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's so interesting. Yeah, which I thought was huh. fascinating. And I had never – and I think she's like totally right. You see that a lot with like a woman in a, in a movie. That's – it's so true. I remember reading, especially with the girls, now that you say it. Because, yeah. With Lena would, Dunham specifically. Lena yeah. Dunham. But also, I feel like Allison Williams got a lot of, like, Allison Williams. I don't know. Well, it's hard because it was the first time people got to know them. Because, um, like, it was, like, their first thing for a lot of them. And, that like, people associate them a little too closely with those characters, I guess. And yeah. They're, yeah. None of them are flattering Yes. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to know, as actresses, have either of you dealt with sketchy auditions that made you uncomfortable? Yes. Yeah. Oh Tell me God. about oh. it. Oh, my God. There's like Name, so many. names. There's like so many. <laughs> Give us names. There's, uh, I'm not going to say any names, but there have been some really shady ones where either the place that the audition is being held was a mm -hmm. little sketchy or um, even honestly in like email correspondence, like even just scheduling an audition things have been weird. Like there was one guy who we were scheduling an audition and I think this was through, I forget which site this was through, um, but we were messaging, trying to schedule an audition and he was like, great, but um, for the part, your character has to like know yoga. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. I can do some yoga. He's like, great. Could you send some photos of you in these poses? And he like lists some what? poses. And he's like, just so I can get an idea of like the choreography of like this part. Um, and then I didn't respond for two days. You're like, I'm not about to I was send like, you I'm some just, like sexy yeah, yoga pics. So I didn't even say anything. I just like didn't respond. And then two days later, um, he 
messaged me back and was like, uh, hey, just checking in about those pics. Let me know. And it was like pics with like a C, like P-I-C-S. No, oh, no. And I was like, nope. oh, boo, that is not professional. Don't you <laughs> text me pics. Um, and like, you know, that was not professional at all. Um, so then I did not respond to that. And then after I did not respond for another two days, he he messaged me back about how unprofessional I was being and how oh. I would never make it in this industry. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> Just deleted it and like moved on. That was, and, and that one was like, I didn't even get to an audition room. So thank uh, goodness that I got out of it before. Cause I couldn't even, I can't even imagine what would have happened. If that's I insane. Yeah. Actually yeah. shown up. But a lot of women that, that like we've heard stories from throughout like the whole Me Too thing. It's like, because you're an actor, like you don't know like what the line is and like what's expected of you because like, oh, maybe he does and it's need hard. these pictures. Yeah, it's hard. To see if I can like cross my legs. Like when it's I would, so I was, hard for a woman to make those decisions yeah it is when i was kristen wiggs body double <laughs> yeah you had to send your pic i had your send butt. my picture i just had my butt face <laughs> I mean, not like my bare butt but like but like yeah and then they they needed to see my hair which that's fine but yeah i had to send like my body but i was being a body double so it was a little different i was like all right fine i get yeah. it yeah this yeah. was for like a dramatic serious role yeah, yeah. no i was like why do you yeah, like I'm not out of all of the things i could be sending you like a monologue or like my yeah. resume you're like could you send yoga pictures of you and downward dog <laughs> but make sure the camera's facing your ass no like, no i'm good i'm no. good good for you for just like not responding you're like yeah. you don't I also, like, but i tried to like compose something and every time i was like no that's not it <laughs> no that's it are you crazy no i can't do that i'm just not gonna i love that it. you're like are you crazy no, no i can't do that uh, just like rage emails just, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's great what like about from like rage to just like confused yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Sad. i just gave up yeah yeah <laughs> I, I can just imagine this guy like flipping through like like you know ass pictures of girls and yeah. dog dogs it's like Which not cool so it's gross. not cool it's really not yeah what about you any creepers oh yeah i had a manager this was my first manager um and like it was my first meeting with him and this was like the third question he asked me was like are you comfortable doing nudity and I was like, like red flags went off in my head. And I was like, I was like, I understand that that's a valid question to ask if like you're sending me on, 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 a, on, something on an audition. Yeah. yeah. That's like a specific thing. But like, I literally just met you like three questions ago. Yeah. In general, <laughs> why is how important is that? That's the yeah. third question you're asking me. And I said that and he was like, well, I have to know. And I was like, do, do you? <laughs> but do you? But do, do you? you? There's like plenty of like. Of like Oscar winning actresses that are like no nudity, no, yeah, like it's the, just not that my vibe. Doesn't really matter. Also, you don't like need to know that they yeah. can find a double. I was like twenty three, and it's like the parts that I'm auditioning for is like a twenty three year old. It's like college student. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. we don't need to know that yet. No. No, 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 yeah, I agree. It makes sense if it was like a specific project. Yeah, but that's crazy. Yeah, oh, context and then I can... is important for that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, let's be clear. I continued to work with him for a while. <laughs> I was like, what? What was the answer to I was the like, question? Was it, yeah. I forget what I said. I think I said, I was like, well, it would depend on the project. I think yeah. I just like tried to yeah. move past Yeah, it. depending on the project, you really could be like, no. Yeah. Not yeah. interested in this project. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Wow, that's so you're special. no longer with that. Manager. I'm no longer with that manager. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good. That's good. That's special. That guy's special. Oh, he was. 
So many, so many stories. Uh, that his office is actually no. in the same office where I have my uh, dermatologist now. And I think that you whenever see him, I've never seen him, but every time I walk into my dermatologist's office, I'm like, oh well, I have stress acne because I'm back in this building. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient! <laughs> You're like, it's weird. I was just coming for a normal checkout, but I suddenly like, oh. broke out. <laughs> Crazy! It's everywhere. Um, guys, we've joked that our show's magical because, um, <laughs> uh. When we started working on the show, I got pregnant. You and then you both and our director got engaged. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and your director, I didn't know yes, that. Our yeah. director too. Within yeah. like weeks of each other, yeah. guys. I've been working mm-hmm. with Laura for four years. <laughs> <laughs> very much not engaged. Yeah, that it's not. I didn't say that I was magical. I said working on a fairy tale show is magical. Angela, we got to get you in somehow. It's the fairy we got it. It's definitely the fairy tale. Russian yeah. roulette of it's, creative ideas. It's the tinkerbell it's the tinkerbell i think it's all the tinkerbell fairy dust it is but yeah you got engaged you got engaged uh-huh. and then our director shek got engaged uh how tell us about your relationship status this is a <laughs> show called this is why you're single now we know you're engaged what's your engagement story who who are the lucky peeps well okay so i'm engaged to a fellow named drew johnston who's also in the ucb like comedy world um and we got engaged in january and we are full steam ahead and getting married in november whoa yeah it's like happening very fast but so we're like actively planning the wedding and i gotta say there's a lot of wedding related like media there's a lot of stuff to consume but i'm trying to have a good time with it which i think is important and i think a lot of people talk about how like it can be really stressful and of course it can like you're spending a lot of money and planning a party with like a lot of your friends and family but if you just like keep your wits about you it can be really fun because like fingers crossed we're only doing this once so i'm i'm hoping that like we enjoy the process of doing it as you should yeah you totally should yeah and how about you amber um i am learning a lot about weddings (laughs) (laughs) so much lots of googling are you following uh, all the Instagrams? Yeah, I got a Pinterest account. Okay. I got boards on boards, y'all. I got boards. <laughs> I started a board today. Yeah. Did you really? I did. What, was, what kind of board? Well, because, oh, man. I hate myself <laughs> for talking about this. I realized that um, there's a large burgundy wall in the... Uh, in the venue where we are having our reception. So uh, I thought we have to work burgundy into the color palettes. You definitely have that to. That is also my mm-hmm. color palette. Great. I'm wow. doing burgundy and blush. That is one oh of my, the I things just, that I know. We just read uh, that like Etsy reports of like top wedding trends. Um, and is yeah, it burgundy, burgundy and blush? blush? It looks oh. good together, y'all. It looks real good. I'm wow, not, you are on trend. You're on trend. And I am not like a pink person yeah. at all as I'm wearing black and grays right now. <laughs> And that's generally all that I wear. I very rarely wear color. So my mother, my favorite color is blue. And that's just like in my ring. Um, Hamp got me sapphires because he knows that I love blue. But when I told him, I was like, I know our, I know our colors. And he was like, blue. And I was like, pink. And he was like, what? <laughs> Who are you? My mother said the same thing. She was like, pink? You? And I was like, it's blush. <laughs> it's not it's pink. It's not pink. It's different. It is different. <laughs> Um, but we're right now we're planning, we're hoping for hoping, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we're hoping for next spring, Ooh. next April. So like right before everything gets crazy, crazy expensive in May. Yeah, that's smart. So we're trying our best to lock down a venue by the end of the month, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> cause that may not happen, but we'll see. I'm, I'm curious. Cause like Angela and I've talked about this a lot. Like on our show, we are very clear that we say like, get, you know, granted we're both in, monogamous relationships but we also are like getting married having kids is not the goal 
when it comes to dating. Right. I mean, maybe that's what that's what I ended up doing. That's what I want. But like some people, it's not. Do you ever feel like as a feminist that there's a misunderstanding that feminists are supposed to like not care about marriage and weddings and that you're not allowed to like or in certain do- aspects in of certain weddings. aspects and like indulge in like the girly stuff. Yeah, I mean, when I was like dating, I I think I had a pretty I dated a lot and I I always felt like I had a pretty good I knew that like I didn't know if I wanted to get married, but I knew that I wanted to be in like a committed relationship with an with a partner with and I'm straight, so like a man. And I could tell pretty quickly in like the dating process if whoever I was dating was like up to that par or not up to that par. And like once I figured it out, I kind of got rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like not quite an- answering your question. No, it, no, but I feel like, like it is. It's like the process. It does. It makes you like think about like what you want or what you don't want. Yeah. And like we're like, I don't know. I think sometimes like especially nowadays, women kind of will like beat ourselves up for being like, I'm so old fashioned that like I want this man to like want to marry me one day. But like there, there's nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with that (laughs) absolutely not and i think that i think that um in my youth i think that there were so many misconceptions about i mean the access to information nowadays is a lot better than it was when we were all youngins like the internet was like just starting to be a thing Mm -hmm. like if you had a computer you were fancy Mm -hmm. um but i feel like the image that i grew up with on like you know what a feminist was i wasn't a huge fan because I had this idea from, I feel like what the media was telling me was that uh, feminists don't believe or, or believe that women who are stay at home moms are less than working women. Right. Which and is my not... mom was a stay at home mom and she did work for a good portion of my childhood, but she also took time off and was just a mom. And I was like, she's like one of the strongest women that I know. And I can't understand how someone who claims to be a champion of women can believe that she's less than because she decides to be at home because it's her decision. Um, but obviously, you know, those views have changed, Mm -hmm. but that's what I thought a feminist was very, very early on. Um, but, and I feel like as a, as a, an adult who is relatively woke or tries to be and tries to stay informed, it's something that I feel like we as women are constantly battling, trying to like break all of those habits and just thoughts and ideas that are ingrained in us from so early on, especially because we just didn't have the access information that kids these days do they're the lucky ones it feels like the night feminism in the 90s got a really bad rap like when we were growing up and i fell for it because i just did i didn't know any better same right and it wasn't the feminist fault no no no, not not at all yeah not at all weird pop culture like if you look at pop culture from back then like what is that movie remember like pcu Anybody? I don't know. No. It was like this nope. stupid Jeremy Piven movie that like was making fun of like PC culture on campus and like stupid like vegan feminists and like you're supposed to be rooting for like the guys well, that hate those guys. Jeremy like, Piven, so that doesn't yeah. surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but real. like that was just <laughs> so part of pop culture is like oh I roll feminists. Well, and I feel like even Angela, you and I will get emails from listeners like what was remember there was like the girl who went out with a guy who was married and when and he didn't tell her that that. Uh, that he was married and then when she was like hey whoa that's like super weird you didn't tell me you're married like I'm not cool with this and he was like oh I thought you were like 
Yeah, like I think he said he like, was like, "Well, I thought you're liberal. You'd be cool with it." Yeah, you'd like, be like, "What?" Like, <laughs> no, like as, if, as if like liberal feminists are just like down to date married guys and like fuck a bunch of people and have threesomes and like yes, like some are. Some, like we support <laughs> other women's rights to choose to do that, but <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't like <laughs> yeah. assume. assume. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's also like a very big lie by omission. Yeah, right? he had a, yeah, he had a big yeah. piece of information that he did not tell. <laughs> don't you. worry, we set that situation straight. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> There are feminists that want to date married people. There are some that want to be polyamorous and have multiple partners, but there's some that might not. And it, don't assume. You're don't. not a feminist because you do X, Y, Don't. Exactly. Yeah. Happen to be a feminist who sleeps with married men. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, we are going to talk more about <laughs> dating and feminism later on in the podcast, but for now it is time to jump into what's in the news. All right, Angela, what have you been reading in the news for us to discuss? Okay, so USA Today is um, reporting on this survey recently that happened about what singles really think of dating feminist women. It's a piece written by Mary Bowerman. So, guys, I don't give men a lot of credit often, but apparently, according to this poll, they (laughs) said that a majority of men believe that feminism has changed dating for the better, with only 35% saying that the rise of gender equality has made dating worse. Uh, I don't know. 35% is kind of a lot. lot. Is that just high? But, like, also not surprised. You're giving... (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're giving them credit because you thought it would be lower, but I was like, 35% is a lot of people. I thought it would be... Much lower than that. That's yeah. You thought it would be lower? No. no. Well, I thought it would be no more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See. Um, so, by the way, this this data was taken from um, Matches Singles in America survey. Oh, okay. So this is also, for whatever that's worth, the type of men on Match. I don't know. Maybe they're a little woker. Um, so, but... What they said, while singles agree gender equality is a good thing, there's still some confusion about what feminism actually means, which we were talking about earlier. A lot of people have their own definition of feminism. So they said 37% of single men and 47% of single women define feminism as women being equal to men, while 43% of singles think it means a lot of different things and 6% aren't sure at all. Um, I mean, that's not, that's like less than half the people know what it actually means, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's also, like, correct me if I'm wrong, it's pretty easy to understand what feminism I mean, is, right? But if you've ever read, like, the comments thread of, like, a Twitter debate, there's a lot of people being like, no, it just means you want men to be dead. And you're like, no. no. Which is a joke in our show. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> What, what else do they say? So the interesting thing was the survey found that when it comes to sex, women who describe themselves as feminists are 95% more likely to switch up who takes the lead in the bedroom, which um, I do consider myself a feminist, but I'm not so good at that. But I think I used to be better at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but turns out this I don't know if it has anything to do with being a feminist, though. I just like. Yeah, I, just, I yeah. wish I was better. Yeah. Um, But this is good because apparently over 90% of men are in favor of women making the first move when it comes to kissing and sex, which is so interesting because we hear from so many listeners that are like, he's going to think I'm like overbearing if I try and make the first move. No. Do it. 90% of matchmen. Do you guys make the first move? What's your style? I've made the first move before. Um, Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't know if I have like a go-to. Same. I don't know. I mean, just the person. You just gotta like you be gotta in feel the moment. It. You gotta yeah. feel it. Yeah, and sometimes it won't go well. 
but <laughs> you just need to accept that. <laughs> I've made the first move and had it not go well. Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> well, you know, it's like a famous tale of me um misreading cues and like planting a kiss oh, on someone. Oh, I, I was there. Oh, that was kind of my their fa- face was just like immobile. Wait, <laughs> I was like, that was your fault. Well, yeah, so it was kind of my fault because I was like very encouraging of the situation and I was like, yeah, like get in a cab together <laughs> and like, oh, and like pretending I was like drunker than I was. I mean like, oh, you guys are so cute. Like right. you guys, something's happening right. here. And I was like, well, if Laura says so. Because <laughs> she, she was like, so she had been like crushing on this guy for like a year yeah. and like hadn't been able to make the first move. So I was like. I'm going to be a good wingman. I'm, I'm going to help her out. And I thought it was helping out. And and I got her far. Like she got in the cab yeah. with him. To, and they were like, he was just going to like, they were going to the same air. I was like, oh, and you guys like both live in Queens. Like you, you're going the same. You guys should share a cap. You guys should share a cap. Right. You guys should share a cap. Like drunk Laura. And then Angela was like, I'm so proud of her. Still to this day. I'm she just like me. She just put her lips on his lips and he was like a it was like kissing a dead person right and then oh, i decided no. to do it again because i was like oh like maybe that didn't register <laughs> <laughs> then i did it again and then it still didn't move so i got out of the cab was um, he asleep was, did he die no he was awake he was breathing <laughs> yeah this isn't like a sleeping beauty consent this is, issue this is just like he was like, just like playing possum i think <laughs> he was like pretending to be dead um that's an interesting way to just like remove yourself from a situation. <laughs> you know what? All of that said, I'm still to this day happy I did it. Yeah, you have I, no regrets. I would still be like, what? What could have been if I hadn't done that? Now I know what. <laughs> Literally what was. Yeah, Literally I'm proud of you. You were more ballsy than like I've been when I've like you know. There's like, I mean, it all worked out well. <laughs> I'm happily yeah. married, but but yeah, I'm still proud of you. I'm proud of you to this day. Thank you. Um, the only other interesting bit of data that I thought uh, they, they culled from this was that um, feminist women are 78% more likely to offer to pay on a first date, according to the survey. I mean, offer to pay and actually pay, I guess, are two very different things because I feel like we all offer to pay. Yeah. And I don't always mean it. Right. <laughs> but I hate that game. I've like, yes. I've, one of our listeners wrote in and like totally channeled. I was like, yeah, this whole charade of like, I'm going to pretend I want to pay and then be like secretly brewing and mad if you like actually split the bill with me is like, well, I hate the whole like charade of like, oh, I want to pay. Like either like don't offer or offer. Mm-hmm. I was always, I always felt good about like splitting the bill on a first date, especially if it was like a Tinder or an OkCupid date. Because yeah. I always felt like, well, we're coming at this from like, the same angle. We've never met each other before. We think we're cute on the internet, but we don't know. This might not go well. My move was to always show up and get myself a drink first. Word. I would like try to get there that's early. A great oh, that's yeah. smart. I yeah. like that. And I agree. I like the way you think about that. Like if it's like Tinder, you're like, you know what? We both swiped right. It's like pretty even. It's not like a guy coming up to you in a bar and like being like, I want to take you. I want to take you out. And then like making reservations and like and like him really taking control because it's like, OK, I will let you be the man i'll let you lead this you're very like leading the way this is like you know we're, we're approaching dating equal i, I like that i like that uh, approach yeah. yeah um i kind of got into it with one of our listeners recently so she's from sweden and she emailed us and she was saying how like in sweden everyone's equal and she would never think to expect the other person to pay and like you have no self-respect as a woman if you're like expecting the man to pay or asking him to pay and i'm interested to hear what you guys think about that because 
Yeah, I thought Angela was too harsh. I, 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 I get what she was saying. I, but I get I, what she's saying. And I think it's like more situational. Like it just depends on on like how the date happened. Like how who asked who and like and this. But wait, what do you guys think? Well, what's the context? Like what yeah. date are we talking here? Are we because talking like a date. Tinder date or like a he asked you out date? You asked him out date? That's what I'm well, saying. That's situation. Important. You're asking all the questions. It's so situation. I think the person that does the asking should pay. I totally agree with and that. And it's typically the man. But I don't think just by virtue of you being a man, you should pay. Although there is a gender wage gap and it's kind that's of like true. a patriarchy. That's true. We're just making up for the, yeah. for the wage gap. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're putting ourselves through dating you jerks. Exactly. To make up for the fact we don't make it. It's just money. like a exactly. tip, right? It's uh, the patriarchy tax. Right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it's like a first date. You've met, however, let's but say I feel like honest, All the questions honest, that they ask I mean, me, like, I've never, I've never really thought about it. Um, I feel like just in the moment, depending on what time I was having, I was either like, all right, we're friends. Um, I think there have been guys that I've dated who have been very forward about paying. Mm-hmm. And like before I would even have like the thought to reach, they'd snatch it. Um, and there's also been times where I've just straight up paid. Um, of, uh, I, with my now fiance, there are a few times where, you know, our, we're actors, so money goes up and down a lot. <laughs> yeah. So we just take turns. <laughs> so whoever's like making the most, then it's like, treat me. Um, because the other person is probably struggling because again, we're actors yeah. and that happens a lot. Yeah. yeah, I remember one time when I went on a, it was like the only online date that I actually went on before I met Nick, but it was like a match.com date. And it was like right after I had like broken up with this guy and I was in like a bad place, but like, so the brunch was just not, there was zero chemistry. Like I was just not fun to be around. And, and I remember when the bill came and I think like he had picked the place and he had done all that, but I was just like, I was like, we're splitting this. And he was (laughs) like, and he was like, okay. Okay. And it was a first date, but I just felt like that was like the right thing to do where I remember. So and that felt I didn't I had zero regrets. I was like, we should a hundred percent split this, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I felt like I contributed to the date going badly, also. Um, but then, like another time, I remember going on another date, which was like pretty much like a first date, and I offered to pay, and I was we were going to like the top of the Rockefeller Center, and like I forget the tickets are like not that cheap, especially when you're like entry level job. I was like pretty broke at the time, and. <laughs> And like we went to go pay for the tickets. I was like, oh, I'll pay for mine. Cause like I usually had like no problem splitting the bill, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and like did that a lot on first dates. And I was like, oh, hey, let me, let me, uh, uh let me get this. And I met my ticket. And he was like, oh, thanks. Oh, and had no. me pay for like both of us. And I just remember being like, those are my groceries. <laughs> I can't my, eat this week. Those are my fucking groceries. <laughs> and then he was like trying to make out with me on the top of the rock. No, and like, I was like, I like wouldn't kiss him. And he was like, is everything okay? I was like, uh-huh, everything's fine. And I was just in such a bad mood. And, and that happened, I think, twice with this guy where I had like meant to split it. And he assumed that I was paying for everything. I'm like. Because you just splurged that first time with him. And he was like, ooh. Yeah, no, it happened like again with him. I'm like, how much do you think journalists make? Like, <laughs> well, according to like every movie yeah. I've ever seen, a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. It is very much not true. Uh, right. So we've it's it's uh, situational. Is yeah, that the, and to be I, fair, I also feel like I wouldn't be upset if a guy was like, "We're splitting," and I'm like, "All right." I don't think I would be like offended. Like, how dare you mm-hmm. bring me out here? I wore my nice shoes. 
I don't think I would be like I've never been upset. Yeah. Oh well, I'm in the minority. I think I maybe have been upset if um if I was I think this is back when I was like internet dating and I was like asked to do some if it, like he asked me to do something and it was like a nicer meal than I yes, could afford. Yes. Okay. I think I've been in situations like that where I've been like I'll split it and it, again it's like oh wow I can't afford this. Yeah. And also sir it was your idea. <laughs> so that's the thing. The expensive restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> when they book the expensive restaurant and mm-hmm. like that's not cool. Mm-hmm. That's not cool when you make the suggestion it's an expensive restaurant. That's- How about the dates where you go I ironically to a chain restaurant because that's what happened to me it was like we were like ha, it would be so funny if we went to an applebee's right like let's actually go to an applebee's because i know where there is one in queens and we went and then uh he didn't pay for my dinner and i was like now i'm paying for this shitty food <laughs> for this dumb joke oh i have a story <laughs> <laughs> about applebee's about applebee's specifically oh. my now future husband um when he he i like threw this huge birthday party for him and it was like amazing and phenomenal. So he was like, I'm going to do something like really great for him his birthday. And like as a joke, I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be really funny if like we went to Applebee's. And he was like, Applebee's? And I was like, yeah, it'd be so great. Like, let's go to Applebee's. So for my birthday, he like planned this whole like surprise. And we were like in the car and he like didn't tell me where we were going. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, where are we going? He's like, you'll see soon. And like we pull up to the Applebee's like in downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> Oh no! And like my friends, and he invited my friends, <laughs> and they're all like at the table, like no one. Everyone's like, "Hey, girl!" And I'm like, "Hey!" I mean, everyone obviously like smiled. Like we had a great time, but like it was gross, and like <laughs> there was nothing I could like really eat. Like I felt sick the next day from oh, the food. No. Yeah. And when we got home, he was like, "You seem upset." No. And I was like, and I felt like an asshole because I was like, "No, like you took me out to eat, and you invited my friends. It's like really sweet." But like Applebee's, <laughs> you're like I was joking. I was, it was, and then but then it was so funny because like once I I didn't tell him that I didn't like it for a couple days, and I think I was just like holding residual just sh- sh- stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, "Tell me what's wrong," and I was like, "You took me to Applebee's for <laughs> birthday," <laughs> and he and and then it was funny because like the next year he like. Did it up. Oh, he, he like hit it out of the ballpark. <laughs> it was, See, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, eventually you'll get my sense of humor and you'll know when I'm totally right. joking and I, I don't like being sarcastic. <laughs> right. That's great. It was a learning lesson in our relationship. <laughs> you need those. And, you do need and those. he made it up. He did. You want to know what I've been reading? Yeah. What are you reading, Laura? So I was reading OkCupid's okay blog. Um, this is from last year, but it's very relevant. It's about feminism and dating. And they say it's not about making the first move, but having the choice. So they write, more and more daters have begun to self-identify as feminists and they want their dates to do the same. But this then presents many with an internal conflict when their political beliefs as self-identified feminists seem to clash with their preferences as far as their dating lives. So this is kind of a lot of what we were talking about early on. It seems the struggle is, can you still be a feminist while having a somewhat traditional view of courtship? So they write that, Their data shows that bona fide feminists are still very open to being pursued as long as they have the choice. So their results showed that fewer than 1% of all straight women, whether feminists or not, prefer to do the pursuing. And in fact, by a small margin, straight women who responded yes to identifying as feminists are actually less likely to want to be exclusively to exclusively be the pursuant than those who responded no or to some extent being a feminist. So I'm curious to know, were you guys surprised by by that number that I mean I feel like 
you know, people think like, oh, feminist, like she doesn't want me to pursue her. But that their data is showing like, that's not true. You can still pursue a feminist. They might want a traditional view. Yeah. Like, so to be clear, by definition, like feminist feminism is just like supporting other women's choices. Exactly. You know, like. But that doesn't mean that every woman has the same choice or the same preference. Or desires. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that there is some confusion there. Right. Their numbers show that feminists prefer to do a little bit of both. Sometimes they want to be pursued. Sometimes they don't. They basically 99% don't want to exclusively be the pursuer. So it doesn't mean that they like exclusively want to be like the aggressive pursuer when it comes to dating, which for whatever reason might surprise some people. Oh, people are surprised by such simple things these days. <laughs> yes, women but, want different things. Yeah, I just don't yeah. think it's not that complicated. Right. I think this feels a little bit like like <laughs> a man in the wild who's like watching ladies. Like, this is crazy. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> sometimes she wants to be asked out and sometimes she wants to ask someone else out. We see the How feminist in her natural habitat. <laughs> but they needed to do a study to show this. <laughs> so people are still confused. It sort of reminds me of like all the guys now like, post me too that are like how do i flirt with women and be respectful of like their beliefs or how do i hug a woman and like not be a pervert like it's like okay you're overthinking this just like don't just, grab my boobs or my vagina right yeah just i would act, like yeah. that a lot fucking normal just be, like, talk to me like i'm a human <laughs> make sure she like. wants a hug before you give her a hug Word. right it's like, so it's, it's kind of like so the same simple. thing like write a nice sane normal message and whether she's a feminist or not like she will respond positively like she's right. not gonna be offended that you were like hello miss how are you exactly and you know as we've seen even with like Bumble, women make the first move. Plenty of women do want to make the first move. And even at OkCupid, they write that their data shows that women who make the first move, this can be a good thing because women who send the the first message are 2.5 times more likely to get a response than men who do the same. So sometimes it's good to make the first move. Some people will want to do that. But like they say, it's all about having a choice. Right. So... Well, it is time for us to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick break to thank some of our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Dagny Dover. Dagny Dover is basically the cutest bags you've ever seen because I am obsessed with mine. I got this yellow sole Dagny Dover bag. It's kind of like a mustardy color, which honestly has Angelo written all over it. Oh, uh, which is why I got a bag in the exact same color. We're going to be twinning. Yes. I got a classic tote in sole. I love it because I've already used it for an overnight bag when I went on this like mommy retreat upstate. And I think I'm going to use it for for like a diaper bag too. But it's also I've also used it just with my laptop like out and about because it's really cute. It's got kind of like mesh. My favorite thing is it has like pockets exactly where you want all the pockets. So there's just like a little pocket in the front. Perfect for your cell phone just to grab it. So you have to like unzip stuff, you know? Yeah. Everything about these bags is super thoughtful. Like there's a place for everything. This is true because what they say is that they are a fusion of fashion and function. I could not agree more. They're the next generation of bags and they com- they're committed to keeping you organized while still looking good. And that's what I feel. I feel like I'm like an I'm I've become a little like OCD. I'm in nesting mode. I've been like you know, organizing my entire house and my purse. I want literally everything in my life to be super organized. And this bag genuinely helps me do that. I'm very into these bags. 
Yeah. So if you're looking for a tote, like these are the perfect totes. Their big one is called the Allen tote and it's all about elevated style and superior function. It has rich 100% pebbled leather and purposeful pockets like we were talking about, like specifically designed for things. There's a pocket for your wallet, your phone, Metro card and a water bottle. There's even a detachable key leash, which I love because I always lose my key. So you just pull on the leash and you find your keys right away plus a padded compartment that fits a 15-inch laptop. Amazing. Dagny Dover is offering our listeners 20% off your purchase when you go to dagnydover.com slash single. That's spelled D-A-G-N-E dover.com. Uh, so enter our code single. Do not put off getting organized. You know, spring cleaning, all that jazz. My bag has changed my life. Check them out at dagnydover.com slash single, D-A-G-N-E, dover.com slash single. Use our code single and get 20% off your order. You will be happy that you did. We would like to thank our sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. And why should you care if your tampons, pads, and liners are organic? Because they go inside you. That's why you should care. You should care even more. And it's because the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose all of the ingredients. So most of them don't, right? That's right. So you don't know what's going up there. Unlike Lola. Yeah. Lola is like super good for your vagine. Yes. And they're very beautiful. They are. We both love the packaging. We like displaying them. Um, Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester, like those like flammable shirts. Like that's what's that's what polyester is. They're in your feminine products. So those shirts from the 90s. Exactly. Their uh, their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances and dyes. Lola products are 100 percent organic cotton. This is why we love them. It also makes it so much easier. Like I've said before, I try to subscriptionize my life. You know, Angela, like I it's just so annoying when you are, you know, having your period and all of a sudden you realize that you don't have a tampon. And this way you can just get it sent straight to your house. You know about how many you'll need and you can always like change your subscription. It's so easy. I'm pregnant right now, so I don't have to worry about my period. But I apparently like after I have my baby, you have like basically like a giant period for two weeks. Plus, Lola makes uh, really cool panty liners. So if you ever get like leakage, it's like the same thing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be needing their pads after after the birth of my baby. That's for sure. And maybe some liners, too. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be sticking anything up the vagine for a while. We understand. We understand. Um, But yeah, they send you your tampons. What could be better than that? Lola makes your month so much easier and their subscription is fully customizable. So if you have like an irregular period, you can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency or I'm sorry, absorbency, your number of boxes and the frequency of delivery. Yeah, it's great. They're super flexible. You can change, skip or cancel anytime. It's fantastic. And we're hooking it up. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter our promo code SINGLE40. That's SINGLE40 at mylola.com. 40% off all subscriptions, mylola.com. Enter SINGLE40 when you subscribe. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? 
Okay, so uh, first up, we're doing something a little different this week. We actually, we weren't submitted these dating app messages. We discovered them from an elite daily writer named Genevieve Wheeler. So last year, she added feminists only to her dating app bio, and she got some, quote, her mind-blowing responses. She wrote an article about it, and we wanted to role-play some of them so that, uh, you know, since we have our actresses here, you guys can help us out, (laughs) bring this shit to life. Uh, so for, first, you and I let's do the first one, and then and then we're get, we've got we got a lot of messages. Yeah. So then we're gonna have um, Ellen and Amber do the second one. Yeah. Right. All right. You guys will get the hang of it. I'll play. This. I'll play uh, the guy. Okay. This is uh, her interaction with Jean Baptiste. Yes. One more bathroom selfie, and I'm done with women. Nice dog. Are you bringing it for our date? I'm assuming he's responding to a picture of a dog. Yeah. Um. Ha ha. Bien. We. BMJU. I don't speak French. Are you a, are you really a feminist though? Like, does that what does that word mean to you? You won't like my answer. Hmm. What is it? I think feminism is bullshit. Women can obviously do whatever they want, like guys. But to me, feminist is divisive, which is stupid. And I don't like armpit hair. Smiley cry face. Oh, my uh, God. So, to whoa. which she responded, oh, wow, you're right. I don't like your answer at all. I think it's really easy to call something divisive if you've never been affected by it. Like feminists are just stirring the pot, right? Causing problems where everything was fine. And we, so, we cut off the rest of her response. But she went in. She, she went for she her. She went after him. All right. We're going to have you guys read. So this is uh, two screenshots from a listener or uh, someone that she messaged named Adil. So here you go. So uh, the the blue is her and the gray is the male. So I'll let you guys decide. You get, cast yourselves. Amber, who do you want to be? You choose. Okay, I'll be the girl. Okay. Your bio doesn't lead me to believe you're a feminist. I am, in fact, a fifth wave feminist where the term has been degendered. We prefer to be called Humanists. I see. And what does that term mean to you personally? It means people with XX chromosomes should submit to the authority and dominance of those with XY. Ah, sexist humor. So new and charming. Snapchat? You kidding? No way, Jose. Well, this has been fun. (laughs) Laughing emoji. Oh, so good. Good old Advil. Do you guys want to do yeah. one more for us? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Let's All right. Do we, it. Got, we got we one swap more. Genders. Okay. I love ending on an emoji. Yeah. yeah. You okay. know what? So just there's three here. So you got to scroll down to the next page. Got it. This is with uh, this is with her message with a guy named Luke. Luke, cool. And scene. Hey, X. Hey. Q, Luke. Are you definitely a feminist? Because I'm not messing around over here. Well, I'm not a feminist, but I'm defo not going to be sending you dick pics. I'd like to think I'm a gent, X. <laughs> Why not, though? Sorry, wait. can't see it. Why not, though? To the feminist bit, not the pics. Because we are equal. Anyways, I don't care whether you black, white, Asian, female, male, trans. If I get on with you, then cool. What's the problem? I'm the one person to millions who wants the world to work as one, not as groups. X. Yeah, but that's what feminism means, bro. Equality, not women's are better, even though we are. 
Haha. <laughs> nah. I don't need to be labeled. I'm human. You're human. Spelled Y-O-U-R. I'm human. You're human. No matter what. If I was your boss. So to say, if you are a better candidate, you get the job no matter what. And I'll do my washing. I'll cook dinners. I'll clean the house. Lol. I don't care. X. So you're just anti-labels in general. Yep. Is that a problem? Question mark. Question mark. Lol. X. And they didn't go out, I'm no. going to assume. Uh, I'm just going to guess that she didn't even go on dates with those guys. Uh, but yeah, dude, the, those messages, uh, they didn't really surprise me after putting that in her bio. But uh, it's amazing, though, how it brings the crazy out. Oh, it yeah, brings people. the crazy out. All right. Next, we've got an actual question submitted by a viewer for you guys to help us answer when it comes to to dating. Angela, what do we have? She needs your wisdom. So she signed this uh, email, Side Chick. So this is from Side Chick. She says, hey, ladies, first, I want to tell you how much I love your show. You're amazing. Um, just left that in there. Um, I, <laughs> I met this guy. He's a managing consultant who came to work along with a group of six consultants with my department for three months. I didn't like him physically at first, but then we started talking and I found out he is a great, intelligent dude who puts together almost all the qualities and characteristics I am looking for in a guy. He is 26 and I'm 25. We started talking more and more and then texting a lot. We went to Boston together during a work training and it ended up being the most romantic week ever. We strolled the streets and talked and talked and slept together once. We talked about almost everything except past relationships because he said he didn't want to know since he didn't want to picture me with other people. I told him that was okay, but I really wanted to know about his past, so I couldn't get any information out of him, so I stalked him a little bit on Facebook. We're not Facebook friends, but his status is single. He's from a different city from me, but during another work event, we spent another weekend together. We had great sex, and he even said, I love you. I said it back. Before we went out the door, he told me to sit down because he had to tell me something. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, he told me he felt so happy to have finally found me and then said he has a six year long relationship and that she <gasps> even lives with him. No. <laughs> oh, come this on. Psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go back, though, to when he said to her, oh, let's not talk about our past relationships. I don't want to picture you with other people. He's a fucking liar. Um, <laughs> A dirty liar. So he said, she says, he told me he is not that kind of guy and that, mm -hmm. that uh, this never happened before and that he was willing to fix this, meaning break things off with her, but that it wouldn't be easy because of the rent and he doesn't want to tell her that he found someone else because she doesn't deserve that. Uh, he told me that he is willing to even change long-term plans for me and that he has even inquired about transferring to my hometown. Ladies, what do I do? I really like this guy. <laughs> he has seen things in me that my past boyfriends haven't, mm -hmm. but I feel so heartbroken. What should I do? Oh, girl. Oh, no. I get the feeling that this is not the first time <laughs> he's done this. Oh, absolutely not. He's a professional. Yeah. yeah he's very smooth. He's so smooth. He knew what he was doing. Girl, get out. Yeah, and I also got to say, this is like... Just don't date people you're working with. And I know there are exceptions to this rule and people. You, fall you met a guy at a comedy theater. Oh, but you met we at a met wedding. We met at a wedding. We, we didn't know each wedding. other through work. The person that I met, I asked, I made a move. I asked out a guy that I was working at, at, with at this restaurant where I bartended for four years. Let me tell you, it was a 
crazy six months. I thought this was the best relationship ever. And then it went up in flames. And it was awful. And we got in a screaming match at work. And I do not recommend it. And then we both quit that job. So, girl, no. Do not date people you work with. Especially this guy who is a big old creep and a loser. And, yeah, he lied to you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all this. Also, he lives out of state. So, like, if you're going to start a long-distance relationship you have to have like a pretty solid foundation anyway you can't start on a lie this is shaky at best yeah yeah uh but the good news is him being in another state will make him really easy to get over because you don't have to see yeah tell him not to do that transfer (laughs) yeah no don't don't transfer to your town do they live in (laughs) whatever they live in different states or different towns whatever it is tell him don't stop the transfer halt the transfer um and like i know you feel really close with him for whatever reason like just trust me you have like the rose colored goggles on like you're not seeing clearly right now like this guy is a serial liar he's super shady you're never gonna trust him if you start dating him you're just gonna wonder if he's gonna do the same thing to you that he's doing to to his girlfriend of six years like he and you gave him the opportunity to tell you about her and he didn't He decided not to yeah he decided not to like if he really cared about you at all and was remotely a stand-up guy what he would have done is like realize there were some chemistry and sparks between you guys realize he wasn't happy in his relationship and would have broken it off before he would have broken it off before ended things cleanly and then seen if he could give you guys a chance but what he did was he cheated on his girlfriend of six years that he lives with with you lied to you lied to her kept it going had sex with you this wasn't like some random one night oh my god what did i do i made a mistake this was like Serial, multiple texting, yeah, he multiple was elaborate, yeah. elaborate, multiple weekends telling you he loves you. Oh, and then he, he says he loves you right before he's Convenient. gonna, he's gonna yeah. like break this bombshell. Like this guy is so shady. You gotta just get over him. All the qualities that you say you've been looking for that he has, you can are, find them elsewhere. Well, not only can you find them elsewhere, but they're not true. Like he's not a, he's yeah. putting up, he's showing you this side of him that doesn't really exist. So, you got to get out there. There's, I would say, there's zero shot of this working out. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Not only is he being a jerk to you, he's being a jerk to this woman that he's living with. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He yeah. sucks. And then he's like, she doesn't deserve to know about you. It's like, okay, neither of these girls deserve you in yeah. their life. And like, how dare him even start to like cry about his rent situation to her? Right. Like, that's right? the last thing I care about right now. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your rent. Yeah. Like, for you sure. figure that out on your own. Um, we hope that's helpful. If you guys want your questions answered, uh, or if you have any funny messages that you want to share with us, you can email us at contact at this is why your single show.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your single show.com. Remember to make any submissions a paragraph or less. And now it is time to dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is dating and the F word feminism. Yes. Um, so we've, I feel like we've covered so much when it comes to feminism and dating, but I guess, you know, would you ever, I think I know the answer to this after the messages, but would you ever date someone who for whatever reason did not identify as a feminist? No. No, right? No. No. (laughs) It's Angela. Is this a trick question? (laughs) Although I will say that sometimes a red flag pops up when I see a man putting it in his dating profile because a lot of the time men that try and like really like wear that as a badge like male feminist are usually the most like questionable right <laughs> in their word beliefs. that's true that's 
that's a good point. We were talking about this recently where we have like a friend of a friend who for whatever he's been like posting incessantly like like a little overboard with like the marches and feminism stuff and like someone was like did he kill a chick? Like, <laughs> like, like, and that person, did they also know like that he had he, kind he, of been a little shady yeah, he, I guess about he, women like, in the past? Well, in the past, like he had like all of his girlfriend. He had just shown his friend like uh, naked pictures of like all of his girlfriends, which oh, like, just, it's just kind of like, I mean, granted, it's like a, you're showing them to a friend you trust, but still it's just no respect for the woman and like that right. sacred, you know, bond that where she's sending you pictures that are meant only for your eyes you know but Mm. he's not like the worst guy in the world but but he was going a little overboard with the like i'm a male feminist that people are like who's he murdered (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah so like you should just like be a feminist but yeah sometimes i just get a little worried when they're like laying it on too thick like it should just be organically (laughs) spread out throughout your life yeah but I yeah, agree. you must be. And Laura, to you answer the question, would you date anyone? No, okay. no, good, no, good, no, good. <laughs> no, good. Of course not. Um, let that be a lesson to all of our male listeners. If you're not hip to the feminism, get with it. Um, uh, what other what have we not covered about dating and feminism? Are there like what? Why are there such misunderstand misunderstandings about like what a feminist is? Do we think we said pop culture? Just yeah. general sexism. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that's is true. Probably the mo- the biggest thing. Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that? <laughs> I think also some people don't understand. Um, uh, well, I said people, but I mean men. I think some men don't understand that like feminism is tackling a lot of like the microaggressions that women deal with on a day to day. Like the, I think they really. I would truly... say some women don't too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, you're right. Yeah. 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 you're totally right. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the. People don't realize that they're trying that feminists are trying to correct something that is like has been an imbalance in our culture, like for however for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, and um, yeah, and just like like triggers that w- that you have as a as a woman that I feel like men will never understand of like feeling like like for me like a big trigger is feeling like I can't like get out of a room, you know? Yeah. And that was like a thing like that. I even had to explain to to my husband when like we'd be like in an argument and his intentions were like so good and pure where it was like, let's no, I'm not going to leave until we like solve this problem. We're like, you know, sometimes I will like run away from fights, you know, but if it was like, I'm not leaving. And I was like, no, you need to like get out of the room. Like I'm getting like tra- and it's even when it's like someone that you like care about and love, like women just have certain triggers and sensitivities that people don't always yeah. understand. That reminds me of recently I told the story about when like Ian scared me in our apartment. I was like walking home late at night. So like women have their guard up like, you know, like you're like feeling tense if you're walking home late at night. And then my boyfriend was home and he was like, who's there? And I was like, because ah! I didn't know he was there. Um, and I was like, you have to understand. Like, and she punched him in his face. And I punched him. <laughs> Even after I realized it was him because my adrenaline was just like pumping. Oh, no. But I was like, I, I really like it's true. Like you don't know as a man like what the emotional state that I was just in just in the four minute walk of walking home like Mm -hmm. you will never know that feeling of like your adrenaline pumping and like you're like looking behind your shoulder because you just want to get home safely Mm -hmm. yeah it's true there's a bridge by our house that um I will never walk walk through in the middle of the night because no no, it's uh it's like one of those pedestrian bridges it is yeah it's very scary and drew we were walking home from the subway one night and he started going this the way to like go over the bridge and i was like no 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 we don't go this way <laughs> <laughs> we don't no, we don't we don't go that way yeah. Yeah. yeah it's true 
Well, guys, I think it is time for us to jump into our Reason of the Week Breakdown. We've covered a lot when it comes to feminism over the show, and our sketch show also points out all the way women have been projected in Disney movies, but it hasn't been all bad. We are going to read some lines from powerful women in film, and we want you guys to guess what movie the line is from in a game we call Booby Movies. movies. <laughs> are you guys ready to play? I love so this game. ready. Yes. All right. Uh, Angela, take it away. All right. I would make a great queen because I am stubborn if that is what I wanted. What powerful woman is this? It's from a recent movie. Yeah, give some clues. Very recent. A uh, superhero film. Oh, Wonder Woman? No. No. But close. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's from uh, Nakia in Black Panther. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. oh. Yeah. She's the be- The women in Black Panther, you guys. Not only is that movie great, but all of the female characters in that movie... I lost my mind. It's great. Yeah. So good. I hope they don't die in Avengers. I don't know. Uh, no one. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up. Only love can save this world, so I stay. I fight and I give. This is my mission now, forever. Okay, another superhero movie, and it was your last guess. <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Laura's so good at clues. Sometimes <laughs> I give them away too bad. Oops. Okay, uh, next powerful woman. Watch your thoughts, for they become words. Watch your words, for they become actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. Watch your habits, for they become your character. And watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. What we think, we become. My father always said that, and I think I'm fine. What? This was a a British woman who some people kind of hate, to be honest. They do? Margaret yeah. Iron Lady? There you Whoa. go. Nice. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Good old Meryl Streep. Love yep. it. The Iron Lady. Um, Next up. I'm going to break. I'm going to break through or somebody going to break through me. Ooh. I have no idea. Uh. What's a, what's a hint for this one? Uh, it is a depressing film. Very depressing. Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Oh my, <laughs> is it Gabrini Super Day? It, it, precious. Precious. Yeah. Uh, it's precious. But I, it was, was Clarice Jones her... I was going to say she's she's crying in, in that scene, but I can't remember if that was the actual scene she's crying in. Um, yeah. yeah. Clarice Jones and Precious said that quote. Um, all right, Angela, what's next? Okay. You get what you settle for. Simple one. Powerful, this, simple woman. This is uh, a film about two women. Famous scene is them in a car. Oh, Thelma and Louise. No. Oh, that's yes. right. Yes. <laughs> it was Louise specifically. Yeah. Susan Sarandon said that one. Um, all right. Next up. Too many guys think I'm a concept or I complete them or I'm going to make them alive. But I'm just a fucked up girl who's looking for my own peace of mind. This is, uh, I'll say the male in the movie was played by Jim Carrey. And oh, is it Eternal Sunshine? You are like a... <laughs> yes. Yes. Je- I need to get you on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Wow, you're good at these like quotes. I love the game, the catchphrase. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. I could tell. Man, you're going to be on my team. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we got one le- left. I have a feeling Ellen's going to get this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My okay. one correct answer was <laughs> for the wrong movie. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Still counts, still counts. It does, it does count. Okay. 
Some people say I'm an overachiever, but I think they're just jealous. Ooh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, is that Tracy Flick in no, election? No, it's Legally Blonde. No, oh, damn she it. had it right. Hell yeah, yeah they got it right. <laughs> she has a similar line in yeah, Legally yeah. Blonde. He does. They yeah. are inter- interestingly the same. They're very similar yeah. characters. Yeah, same with um, what's the new HBO show? Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Big Little, I feel yeah. like she's so good at playing those like yeah. uptight. Yeah type of characters um wow i'm really impressed like you, you guys, guys nailed it yeah you guys Amber nailed it, nailed it. Cool. <laughs> look at that last one though you got yeah. the last yeah you said yeah she, yeah That's we went, it would have been legally blonde and then we would have taken all your points away yeah <laughs> there were points we were on the same team so we, we both we won you both because you're supportive women <laughs> exactly women support women, support women look at that it all comes for a full, full circle. circle yes <laughs> um well guys we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's this is why you're single podcast thank you so much to our guests ellen hahn and amber rashawn williams you can follow ellen at ellen hahn uh h-a-u-n and you can follow amber on instagram at love her naturally um any other plugs we should tell people about of other things you guys got going on or uh you can see our show shows on wednesday yep we've got a show on wednesday so if you let's see when does this podcast come out this This podcast comes out on wednesday so if you listen to it in the morning and you're in new york city you can make it to the ucb theater hell's kitchen at 9 30 we also got another show may 30th and we're gonna get we just got an extended run for june so we're gonna have some june dates i will be super pregnant i'll be like eight months pregnant at that point (laughs) it's gonna be great it's gonna be insane do you guys have a website for the show femfairytales.com thank you you angela femfairytales.com yeah, I don't know. Anything anything else we should tell people about? No. no. All right, you modest ladies. Register to vote. <laughs> we covered everything. Well, we are big self-promoters, so <laughs> you can check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow my personal at Sparadactyl, like the dinosaur, but my last name. And I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. Um, please like and subscribe to the show on iTunes. It helps us out. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 that was a headgum podcast.